Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to The Trader, a Traders podcast, a Spotify top 10 podcast in the TV and film chart, by the way, currently at number nine. My name's Matthew. I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a 100% faithful fan of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traders. This podcast features deep dives into every episode of the show, as well as interviews with contestants. And this is season seven of the podcast, dedicated to series two of The Traitors UK. If you're looking for The Traitors US coverage, that's running concurrently. So have a look through the episode titles to find the right one. And the titles do not have spoilers, so don't worry. On every edition of The Trader, I'll be joined by a special co-host. He'll help me break down an episode of the TV programme, hopefully have some laughs, and maybe even betray me. Before we meet that guest today, it's time for some updates from the world of The Traitors in TT News. Firstly, this is sort of traitors adjacent, let's say. And it is news about Sam Watts, the composer of the traitors' music. Sam has just released a new album within the past few days called Chaos Theory. And by the way, the cover art alone is amazing. You must go in search of it. I am not saying anything about it. You will see why it is amazing if you look it up. I have listened and it is a really, really beautiful album. It's uh, sort of meditative. And obviously Sam writes, um, you know, it's not pop songs. It's uh, he writes scores for film and TV. It's very ethereal and really just beautiful and very optimistic sounding. And again, you if you didn't know that Sam composed for film and TV, I think you'd be able to tell because the tracks have a really epic cinematic quality to them. Yet they're also very warm and private too. That's my review. So go stream by Chaos Theory and follow Sam. And you can listen to his interview here on The Trader that we did in April 2023. 
It was a really in-depth discussion about his work on the Traitor score, which has been used in the UK version and Australia Series 2, I believe, and probably pieces of it are here and there in the new US Season 2. Sam's lovely. I had a great time interviewing him. New album, Chaos Theory. Go listen. Next up. Okay, it's technically not news. It's just a bit of fun for me. On episode eight, I spoke with my co-host Kevin about a collective name for Tracers fans. And I've had one or two suggestions from people. In fact, I had a great suggestion from another previous co-host, Andrew Hall from the We Heard Wonders podcast. Andrew suggested Winkle Pickers in honor of host Claudia. I love this name. Even if it doesn't totally work internationally, I don't care. Uh, if you have any other suggestions, I think this should be like another competition. So please send your suggestion my way. What is the collective name for fans of the Traitors? We need like a Swifty type name. Uh, send them my way. Maybe I will compile them for a social media poll. My co-host tonight then is a returning guest and I'm very excited she's back with us. So let's meet her. The guest today is Maria Ames, and it's funny because every time I type the name Maria, my brain adds an H to make it Mariah, because if you caught episode eight listeners, you will understand this. So Maria, not Mariah, is big into musical theatre and has recently played parts like Princess Fiona in Shrek, Joanna in Sweeney Todd, and a showgirl in Funny Girl. Her degree is in TV production, and she wrote her dissertation on the rise of reality TV. So we literally have an expert here. Maria has also worked with Line Pictures and the BBC. Maria, welcome back. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for having me. I don't know if I knew last time we spoke that your dissertation was on the rise of reality TV. So <laughs> like, I really should have, I should have known that. What kind of reality TV did you write about in it? Well, this was there a while ago now. Um, so at the time, it was mostly Big Brother because okay. uh, that was the big thing then. That's yeah. what everyone's watching. Yeah. Do you have you watched the new the sort of reboot in the UK? No, I haven't. <laughs> which is terrible. Um, no, I should have. It's no, it's fine. Your attention has shifted to the traitors. It's all okay. That's... I don't know if it's the same without Davina. I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I do miss Davina and I love Davina, and you know, was AJ, Claude, AJ yeah, and Will nice. are fine, but yeah, Davina is like classic gold Big Brother to me as well. So I understand. <laughs> and actually, Maria, in a way, you have already been on this season of the podcast because you've sent in some questions that David Bloomberg and I have mused over. Have you been satisfied with the responses? Yes, very much so. Um, I, I've, yeah, I go for my walks with my dog and I listen to the podcast and I hear my name come up and I'm waiting for the answers. Yes, I'm very satisfied. Excellent. I'll tell David. And by the way, listeners, if you have questions or thoughts about the series that you want us to discuss, send them in on social media or email. I'll put all the details at the end. Uh, and it's great to get questions sent in. It gives gives us something else to think about, something that maybe me or the co-host hadn't already thought of so uh one more thing i want to ask maria before we get into our own deception usually i ask people you know oh how are you enjoying the season so far 
But we're really at the last quarter now. We have three episodes left. So what I want to ask you is, how have your opinions or your predictions changed across the season? Unless they haven't changed at all. Well, I think I was convinced to begin with that Paul was going to do it. Yeah, It was going to be him. Um, So obviously, you know, I guess it's not a spoiler now. That isn't the case. So that's definitely changed. I no longer think he can come back and win it. <laughs> um, but aside from that, I'm still convinced it will be a traitor win. So that hasn't changed. Um, but I've loved it. I think it's been a great series. Yeah, I agree. And I agree about the traitor thing. I, and I've been saying that throughout the podcast. I think a traitor will win this season. But maybe we'll talk more about which traitor that will be at the end of the episode. Now, speaking of traitors, we are going to try and betray one another because we are about to play the Trader Traitor. Our not-so-secret mission from here on in is to tell one lie to one another. The lie has to be a fabrication or a made-up fact, big or small, about the traitors or about ourselves or anything else. For example, I could lie and tell Maria that I've actually been cast in series three of The Traitors, which sadly is not true just yet. However, my lie couldn't be me saying I would like to be cast in series three when my true feelings are that I couldn't think of anything more stressful. That would be a fake opinion. So we're looking for fake facts, not fake thoughts and feelings. At the end of the episode, we each have to put our traitor hunting skills to the test and decide what we thought the other person's lie was. Now, uh, how do you feel about that? Maria, I can't remember how, how if what happened last time we did this. I pr- I'm, well, I'm guessing I lost because I always lose. You didn't, actually. You got mine. <laughs> <laughs> you got mine. I didn't get yours. It's going to change. <laughs> it's probably well. Um, the last UK episode I did with David Bloomberg, I actually caught his lie and he didn't detect me. So I'm feeling a bit more confident, but truly, generally... This season of the podcast, I've been abysmal at this, so I'm not I'm not counting on it going all that well for me here. So we'll see. And if you're we'll ready, play. our game begins now. And that means it's time for us to go ahead and talk about episode 10 of the Traders UK series two. We start off with a recap then of what happened in the previous episode. We're reminded that Harry won the shield and he has a plan for how he wants to use it, which we'll probably talk a little bit more about in Traitor's Tower. We're reminded that Charlotte is gone, she was banished, and that there were quite a lot of suspicions on Jasmine from various players. We start off at Traitor's Tower then, and Harry reiterates this plan he's got. So he's won the shield, Some people know he's won the shield and some people don't. He won it very secretly and tucked it away, but Molly caught him and then he chose to tell a couple of people. And his plan is to, uh, well, they've recruited Ross now, of course, and it seems like Ross is out to get revenge for the murder of Diane, which nobody understands yet. And Harry is going to pretend at breakfast that he was the intended murder victim and pull out his shield and say, oh my goodness, look, they tried to get me. That means I'm a faithful. Uh, 
Ross is like being sucked into the life of a traitor already. But uh, yes, again, he's he's livid about his mum's murder. Now, obviously, Maria, we we now know what happens at the end of the episode. We know where it's going. But like, did did you have confidence in Ross doing well? Um, honestly, no. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Track record. <laughs> um, no. And I genuinely love Ross. I think he's great. And I think he's brilliant to watch. Um, but no, I, I didn't I didn't feel confidence in him, sadly. Okay. So maybe what ends up happening in this episode, you weren't totally surprised at? Not massively. No. <laughs> okay. I feel like I... At the, at the end of the episode nine recap podcast, I was like, hey, I've changed my mind about Harry. Maybe Ross is the one. How wrong I was. Like, I was so fooled. For, I was fooled by the storyline they were building us. They were giving us this, like, oh, Ross is going to avenge his mother. And I was like, yes, that's where this has all been leading. But And wouldn't that have been just something? Oh. I, I know. It could have been so poetic. Um, and, like, I kept seeing on social media people being like, oh, my God, the traitors have engineered the story of Hamlet. <laughs> but it was not to be, I guess. So, uh, after Traitor's Tower then, it's time for breakfast. Jasmine and Molly are the first two to arrive. And Jasmine's still annoyed that last night Zach just sort of kept coming at her. She says that Zach thinks he's the smartest in the room. And that his favourite line when, when sort of, uh, you know, when someone tries to defend themselves like she was, he just says, well, you would say that, wouldn't you? I've talked a lot about Zach, and I'm probably going to talk a lot about him again this episode. Maria, what are your thoughts about Zach? Oh, I mean, I mean, throughout the episode, whenever I wrote about Zach, I did it in capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> Just realizing that, um, he's so infuriating. Yeah, uh, because I feel like he should be doing better than he is. Oh, in what way? Well. I don't know, maybe because he gives this air of being right, I feel like he should be. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess he's quite hit and miss. Yeah. So sometimes he is, and we'll probably talk about this, I feel like sometimes he's right with completely the wrong reasoning, yes. and then sometimes he is just completely wrong. Yes. Like, I, I think he's... He... he I don't... I feel like he's suspicious of everyone, which is, which is a good thing to be... Apart from mm-hmm. Evie, weirdly, but I, you will talk about that, which yeah, I, I'm confused by. Uh, yeah, I have lots of thoughts on Zach, but not all horrible. I'm not going to say just horrible, nasty things about him. I'm going to say some nice things about him too, okay, before people start like being annoyed with me. At breakfast then, Harry and Zach uh, are next to arrive. And we have to remember, like, Molly knows that Harry had the shield because she saw him, and a couple of other people know too. Harry then, in his interview, literally breaks the shield. Like, it comes off the chain, which which really made me laugh. Because he's, like, this devious traitor who's doing an amazing job, yet can't, like, hold a chain properly without ruining it. Uh, At the breakfast table, there is the most awkward hug of all time between Jasmine and Zach. (laughs) It's so weird. I mean, I'm sure there's, like, some comedic editing here, but... He apologizes for being so aggressive with her last night. And she's just quite awkward about it. And then there's this weird silence between them. It's 
incredibly uncomfortable. Next, it's great editing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so fun. I'm sure there's probably even like little funny music playing as well. They've added just to amp up how how silly and awkward it all is. So it's it seems like Evie, Ross, and Jazz are the last to arrive. Well, they are. The, I don't know why I said it seems like they're the last. To arrive. They are the last to arrive. Now, obviously, we know that there was no murder last night. But the players don't know that, apart from the traitors. Ross and Evie walk in, so therefore everybody assumes that Jazz is dead, and it's Ross's first day of being a traitor. It's his first day of having to act, you know, in front of everybody else and lie. So it's it's a lot of pressure. And we, we always see this with new recruits, that they really have to be aware of how they're portraying themselves. And Zach openly says at the table, just like, he's got no filter. He just goes, Ross, I think it's you. You're the traitor. And he's, again, he's right, but with all the wrong reasoning. And it makes me think he's the new Maddie. Like, he's the new Maddie Marple from series one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, then, seconds later... The door knocks and Jazz arrives to stunned silence. Um, I have made it very clear in the podcast that I'm a bit in love with Jazz. Uh, Maria, what, what do you think about Jazz as a player and as a human? Um, love him in both respects. I think he's <laughs> I'm also slightly in love with Jazz. Um, but I think he's probably just the one of the best players I've seen in any of the games, I think. Yeah. Because he's supposed to be right with the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah, as opposed to Zach. Very true. Yes. Uh, and what what he's doing so well just seems to be, he gets that there's an element of timing to it. So even when you know somebody's a traitor or you've got a very strong suspicion, just immediately going for them at the next round table is yeah. not always wise. Like he's totally sussed. You have to wait for other people to catch on. So is I wonder if he has listened to your podcast. <laughs> yeah, uh, or you know, there may or may not be other traitors podcasts out there, but uh, let's just not talk about them. So maybe he's listened. Maybe he's just sort of binged all the. I wouldn't be surprised if he's like watched other versions because he, mm. yeah, he seems to have a really good understanding of how to play it well. So um, Zach, uh, Zach then does Harry's job for him. Like Harry, Harry had this plan of I'll pretend that oh oh my god it was me I was supposed to get murdered, but Zach just does it straight away. He goes, they tried to kill you, and then Harry reveals the shield. Of course, Zach already knew that Harry had the shield, so so Zach was kind of revealing to everybody. Like he, Zach kind of revealed the secret for Harry hmm. because not everybody knew that Harry had it. And Evie is very confused. We see these shots of her looking like she didn't even know that Harry had a shield, and other people knew that she didn't. And Ross is having to act like he didn't know about it as well. Yeah. And I knew at this point it was going to be a downfall because, honestly, my note said, what the hell, he told too many people. Why did he tell so many people? You mean Harry? Yeah. Yeah. I. I yeah, I still, I still don't really know. My only theory is, and I said this last time, I think, that he he's trying to build alliances like he's trying to build like friendships and make people think oh i told you this secret and that means i trust you yeah i trust you and and therefore you'll trust me back so i feel like it was a psychological but yeah you're right he 
he didn't just do it to like two people because there was a risk that everybody would know because if they'd then told one person then yeah yeah so i don't know if we don't know what's you know beyond this episode will anything come of that are people going to come back to this i'm not sure who knows so zach goes in for Ross and he say, you must be the traitor because you didn't know Harry had the shield. So obviously you tried to murder him. And Ross defends it a little bit. And he says, well, if I was the traitor, I wouldn't have gone for Harry because I would have known that someone who went down in the tunnels first mm-hmm. in the mission last time may have had it. So I wouldn't have gone for them. I would have gone for someone who was last in the tunnel or didn't even go in the tunnel. Zach then turns on Jasmine. So his truce from five minutes ago, when he was like, hey, Jasmine, I'm so sorry. It's already over. He's, I've also done capital letters. I've just written, he is relentless in capital letters. That's a, Yes, that describes it exactly. He is. He, he really needs to chill out. And I'll say this so many times throughout this episode, but... Jasmine then, we get a little bit of her talking in her interview, and she... That she talk, I don't really know why they show us this here. I guess at various points they try and give us like a sense of their backgrounds and their personality, but we get a little bit of her talking about her family and saying that she really misses them. So I wondered at this point, oh, is she going to get banished this episode? And that's why they're giving us a little bit more about her to like, mm-hmm. you know, flesh out her character. I know she's a real person, but are they trying to make us care more about her now to, to, create a really big blow when she gets back I, I didn't I just found it strange that they added that in mm-hmm. there Claudia then arrives in another fine chunky knit and I've said this before in the podcast I follow her stylist on Instagram well it, it's two stylists and they just post like what was Claudia's outfit this week and stuff and surely if Diane gets some sort of sponsorship deal on Rosie Claudia Wickerman needs like a traitor's fashion line for like it. It must be coming. Like it. It's just a jump is a great. So so enjoyable. I just that's uh, what I want to wear in winter all the time or summer. I would wear them in summer. So <laughs> anyway, digression. Um, Jasmine says this funny thing by the way as well. When Claudia comes in, she goes, "Hi, Auntie Claude." So from here on in, in my notes, it just Auntie Claude. So, Auntie Claude, that sounds like A-N-T-I-C-L-O-D, like anti-something. Uh, Auntie Claude tells them to stretch and that they'll need running shoes. So they've got a bit of a hint about what the mission's going to be this week. Or this episode, this day, whatever. We get some discussions around the house then after breakfast. Zach talks to Evie and Molly in the kitchen about his beef with Jasmine. And he's like, she said that I was narcissistic and self-absorbed. And I thought... Okay, maybe maybe you're not, but you you do bring these things on yourself. <laughs> like I don't really feel that sorry for you. Mm-hmm. Andrew arrives and he he sort of adds to the criticism of Jasmine. He's like, yeah, yeah, she was really over the top. We see Harry talking about the shield, and he does this thing where he kind of almost winks at Andrew across the table, like, and again, I, I still think Harry's playing it amazingly, but. Sometimes I'm like, you're being a bit risky. Like, careful, like, how you're looking at Andrew, Mm -hmm. you know? Ross, Jazz, and Jasmine are in another room. And they are theorizing about the shield and the murder and Harry. 
And Jasmine points out Harry could well be a traitor. And Ross agrees with it. And I, yeah. here I thought, oh, oh, that's quite smart. Like he's realizing he's got to be prepared to turn on Harry. I mean, I guess this is the end of where Ross started making good decisions. Right. <laughs> and and Jazz is there and he's also kind of nodding along like he thinks this is a because Jazz is suspicious of Harry. He mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. There's so little of Jazz in this episode, though. So he's definitely very deliberately doing what you said. Like he's just sort of staying quiet. He's he's playing it very carefully. He clearly knows the rules because he talked about how someone has to be murdered. Um, so he clearly gets. He's clearly read the rule book. Yeah, yeah. he knows what he's doing. Yeah. We cut to Ross in his interview. And he says, I need to start doing traitorous things, i.e. be prepared to backstab uh, Harry if need be. Q, immediately we cut to Andrew and Harry. I think they're in a corridor or somewhere. And Harry is already plotting to get Ross out. He's, he's whispering to, to Andrew. And he, Harry is definitely the leader of the two of them, which is so funny because I know this is, I'm basing this on sort of image and stereotypes. It's just so funny to me that Harry's like 22 and Andrew's older and this sort of big, tough guy, yet is doing kind of doing whatever. Like Harry's the leader, and Andrew's the one that's just like, okay, I, I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Like whatever you say, and, uh, yeah, he he Ross. Uh, sorry, too many male traitors. Jeez, I can't keep up. Way with them. too many. <laughs> Claudia was right. She was right. <laughs> Harry tells Andrew he would rather be in the final with him over Ross. Which I don't know if I believe, but we'll get there. Evie and Zach are in the library, and they think that Ross looked a bit panicked at breakfast when he came in. So they think that he's maybe covering something up, and and he is. We know that. Evie reckons that if they banish Ross and he's a faithful, then definitely Jasmine is actually the traitor. And this is another bit where we get some of Evie in her interview and I find out I get more about her than I've ever seen on the show so far literally wrote down seen the most of Evie ever yeah which is nice like she seems lovely but she's such a background character in terms of editing Mm -hmm. this is this is like her biggest episode I think this is the most across the episode um she talks about being a vet nurse and how that helps her in the game she thinks she's really used to being able to adapt uh, very quickly and change her emotions and be quite detached from things so again I wonder I just questioned the editing and of the episode I thought why mm-hmm. have they included this is does that mean she's getting to the end like is she going to be in the final so we need to know a bit more about her who knows I don't have any secrets about how the traitors is ending by the way so it's just theory it's time for the mission then we're in the cars on the way to the mission and Harry is talking to Zach, Molly, and Jazz. And he says, I think it's got to be one of them in that Jeep. And Ross and Andrew are both in the other Jeep. So he's <laughs> he's so again, so ready to implicate the other traitors, which is just it's just he's just good at this. He knows what to do. Mm-hmm. Him and Jazz would actually have been great if well, I, it's so it's good that one it's good that I, in my opinion, the two best players one's a faithful and one's a traitor it's it's so yeah and i hope the finale is like them head to head or something um we meet auntie claude in the woods 
it's giving me forks from Twilight. I don't know why I'm saying that because like it's in Scotland and I live in Scotland, but uh, and I don't even like Twilight. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, uh, basically, the task is they have to carry bags of money through the woods without being caught. Of course, it's not quite as simple as that. There's ten thousand pounds available. They have to tackle the mission in pairs. They, they divide it up very old school. They're like, hey, let's just do boy girl, except yeah. for <laughs> except for Zach and my dear love Jazz. It's not totally different to other challenges i don't think like i feel like several missions this series have been like treasure hunts or like follow mm-hmm. the follow the questions and what answer you pick determines what way you walk so it's yeah it's this, like the car one they did that time yeah this time the difference is there are like giant nets and swamps that are going to yeah. catch them so like visually it's quite fun to watch uh, claudia tells them that there will also be one shield available in this mission and at the end uh, players will be faced with a choice if they make it to the end. They might be able to gamble the money that they've collected on winning a shield. Right at the start of the mission, it's Auntie Claude begins the funniest. She just goes, you are now about to enter the woods. Now, go! Like she just, like, suddenly shouts at them. <laughs> so off they run. Molly says this funny thing. She goes, I think she's paired up with Harry. She says, I think me and Harry are better at the physical challenges than the mind challenges. <laughs> First of all, yeah. I thought, that's so sweet that you called it mind challenges. And secondly, I thought, little do you know that Harry know, is playing right? the biggest mind challenge of all, and you just don't realise it. The first clue of the mission then is about the name of the woods. It's either Dorman McDarrick or Darrick McDorman. And and uh, uh, <laughs> maybe I'm biased because I'm Scottish, so I'm used to these words. Harry is like Darich, which I mean, Maria, like to you, like w- was that like would you struggle with this word? As he said it, I thought of you and I thought, <laughs> I wonder what you'll think as you hear him pronounce it that way. Um, I also felt, though, the way that Claudia said it when she introduced it was so obvious. That, what do you think? Yeah, I thought, how did they not recall this? I mean, I guess I have the benefit of editing, but I was like, it just, I really remembered it. I, uh... I struggled that they struggled. <laughs> Do you know, it's funny you say that because I got it wrong. I was, I got it wrong. I thought it was the other way around. Yet, when she said, here we are, and that, what even was the answer? Um, I can't remember what the real answer was, but when she introduced it and said, we're here at Dorman McDarrick Woods, I did think, that's funny that she told us the name of the woods. Like, yeah. I know, I just, I, some part of my brain for a split second did realise, like, oh, she doesn't normally tell us where we literally are. But but then, minutes later, I had forgotten it anyway. So like, <laughs> I, I would I know, um, and Molly even says, "Oh yeah, it was it was like some Scottish name," uh. So it made me laugh. Then like struggling with what I thought was a fairly straightforward word. Anyway, I'm not like I'm not making fun of them for reading. So after you you know you pick what you think the right answer is in your pair, you follow your chosen path. And one member of the pair has to test if they've got it right by walking on ahead. Harry and Molly are the only ones to get the answer wrong, just like me. <laughs> Harry falls in a giant swamp and is horrified. And therefore, I'd, what I didn't realise was, I know this is kind of obvious now. So ha- that means Harry's out and he just has to stay there. 
So like Molly now goes off alone. The second question then is what is missing from the center of the round table pattern? Is it a sun or a moon? How did you fare with this one? I thought it was, well, I didn't think it was a sun. So I thought by <laughs> process of elimination, I think it was a moon. But then you do second guess everything, don't you? Yeah. I was, I thought it was the moon. So I was right with this one. It is a moon. I mean, I agree with what Ross said, though. Like, actually, from where they're sat, that it would probably be quite hard for them to know that. Yeah. Huge table. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, maybe in the middle, you just can't really see it that well. Like, it's from a funny perspective. But I guess that's why it was a good question. Like, yeah. it, it didn't have an incredibly obvious answer. Um, so the answer, yes, it is a moon rather than a sun. Jasmine gets it wrong and is caught up in a giant net, as is Evie. It's really reminded me of the Hunger Games, which I love. And yeah, it's just it's funny that even as a viewer, like we see that bird's eye view shot of that round table every episode. And even yeah. I like I wasn't certain what the answer was. Like I guessed it was a moon, but it's it's funny how you just don't even absorb these things. Ross and Andrew then run ahead alone without their partners. The third question's a word puzzle. Uh, they get some letters. It looks like bastakbug. And it's basically the word stab is like hidden in the middle of the word back. So they have to answer, is it stab in the back or is it backstabber? Uh, it's like it's like catchphrase. It's like, say what you see sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, which I is... saw it immediately. Did you not? No. I. It really took me a moment which is shocking because I'm supposed to be a writer and I was an English teacher. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, really. really I mean, I say I saw it straight away. I mean, given the two options, I was like, oh, well, literally that the word is in there. So, I, I, thought, I just assumed it was an anagram. So I was like trying um, to rearrange the words, oh, uh, which I think is what Molly was trying to do as well. So yeah. I, I straight to it. Uh, I think these are called rebus puzzles as well, like visual puzzles where it's like letters and mm -hmm. words and you just sort of have to say what's like physically on the page. Molly gets it wrong, she's out. And therefore, it's only the pairing of Jazz and Zach left, plus Ross on his own, plus Andrew on his own. Final question is just four four numbers, 4187, and the answers are fate or foes. I I also like could not... I'm so annoyed at myself. I, I thought it was like... Every let every number correlates a letter of the alphabet, and then I was like, "No, the fourth letter of the alphabet is not F, so this doesn't work." So that, yes, uh... yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> that's what that's what I went down. But yeah. it's explained for us. It's and I don't think any of the players figure this out. It, it's uh, the beginning sound or letter of each number, F for four, O for one, E for eight, and so on. They spell out a word. Zach's wrong, but he totally messes up because he takes the gold with him and runs on ahead. And I just, it's so funny that that so perfectly parallels Zach in conversation. Yeah. Like just powers ahead without just pausing for a moment sometimes to maybe take a little step back and think more. So he screws over Jazz, who is now left with no money. And Jazz 
I don't know if Jazzy's from Manchester or somewhere near Manchester, but for he he sounds the most Mancunian I've ever heard him because <laughs> he's like, it just went right up. It was like a scene out of Predator. <laughs> and I just laughed so much at his pronunciation. <laughs> we yeah, so we reach the end. Jazz has no money, and Andrew's the only one there with gold. They're faced with a final choice. They can either exit and bank the gold they have or risk the gold for a shield. And I thought that. The wording was really bad here because Jazz has no money yet mm-hmm. still has that option of going to like like it doesn't make sense. Yeah, you're not really risking gold if you don't have any. It I just... suppose they expected that if you got to that point, you would have brought the gold from your pair. Yeah, wouldn't so, have gone yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't anticipate somebody would do as I did. That's that's what it is. Of course. <laughs> so I guess they had to just be like well Jazz is here with nothing I guess we'll just let him go and try and get a shield so uh, it doesn't really work out well though they're presented with this pyramid of names Jasmine's at the top then it's Aubrey and Andrew next row uh, Johnny question mark Sonia final row Evie Paul Ross Zach Maria any luck with this one well Actually, I was complete. I I got it right, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was like a bit of a nod to the fact that Diane was Ross's mom, yeah, and that she had been accused of being Paul's mom, and that that's why she was the missing piece. Uh... And I was like, they can't. This can't be how they tell them. It obviously wasn't that. But for a moment, I was like wow this is how they find out <laughs> yeah that crossed my mind too i was like oh my god it's a family tree and then i thought no wait they're not all related so uh yeah i i felt so dumb i needed it to really be explained to me so uh and it was just funny seeing diane's name again i thought she she's gone from the season but she lives, she on, lives on in yeah. some form or another like they can't really let her go Jazz guesses the answer is Ash. He sinks in the swamp. He's raging about it. And Diane is the answer because the lines of the pyramid correspond to the number of letters in each person's name. So everyone at the in one row has the same amount of letters as everyone else in that row. So Diane would fit beside Johnny and Sonia because they all have five letters in their name. Yeah, I didn't see this. I was like, yeah. oh, okay. I, maybe if I'd had like 10 minutes to look at it, but and who knows how long they had. Because it's the traitors, I don't believe any of the timings. So maybe they did have 10 minutes. It means that at the end, Andrew is the only person who banks money, and that is £3,000. We are back in the cars then. We're heading back to the house. And there's not a lot that goes on here. They reflect on the mission. And Zach announces very confidently that he doesn't want a split vote tonight at Roundtable. He wants like everyone to go very confidently for one person. And I thought, okay, that, that might be what you want, but <laughs> you, you don't get to decide that. Like, it just felt a, a little bit bossy to me. Back in the house then, Zach is focusing his attention on Ross. He really thinks that Ross is the traitor. Molly insists, as she has been doing, that Harry is clearly a faithful because of the shield and that there's no point even questioning him. And I'm, I'm torn because on one hand, I, I, I want Harry to win. Like mm-hmm. on one hand, I've been saying all along, I think Harry's going to win. He's doing such a good job. So like, I feel like it will pay off to see that. But on the other hand, it's so annoying when the faithful do 
stuff like this where they just don't even question someone and I think you can never rule yeah. anyone in this game and I feel like in this episode Harry's kind of giving me some vibes from <laughs> Australia. Australia I think like right at the beginning he says something like oh I'm so smart aren't I and I thought oh what's more annoying than someone who says that yeah he's He's definitely having some cocky moments, yeah. And he's he's getting very sure of himself. I mean, I I would assert he is nowhere near Sam from Australia. No. <laughs> no. But yeah, the getting getting too sure of himself is quite off-putting and does make you worry sometimes. Like you mm-hmm. are, your pride comes before a fall and all that. Stuff. That exactly. <laughs> Ross and Andrew then have a bit of a sort of, they confer, I think, again, they're in a corridor. And they suggest that they need to be ready to turn. Oh, sorry. I'm saying Ross and Andrew again confer, but it wasn't Ross and Andrew earlier earlier on. They suggest that they need to be ready to turn on Harry. But then Ross immediately says in his interview, he thinks Andrew isn't cut out to be a traitor. And then Ross goes to Harry for a, a little chat in the kitchen and suggests that maybe they should get Andrew out. So, like, Ross is all over the place. Like, yeah. Messy. He's, yeah, it's like he's trying to double-cross everyone. And I felt like when Diane got murdered, Andrew wasn't a traitor at that point. So yeah. wouldn't, wouldn't he prefer to get Harry out? Like, that's the person with whom he's going to avenge his mum's death. Yeah, rather than Andrew. Yeah. I feel like he just needed to focus on one person. Yeah, unless, and I would not be surprised, unless Ross hadn't even asked Andrew, by the way, how long have you been a traitor? <laughs> Surely not. Surely not. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but you never know. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, actually, yeah. But while the there's this like really funny scene, and I want to ask your opinion on it, while uh, Harry and Ross are in the kitchen... Harry gets really annoyed with Ross because of how loudly he's talking. And I felt the same way as if I was like, yeah, Ross, like shut up. Like talking at full volume, like not whispering. And Ross, yeah, Ross is still trying to like play Harry and Andrew off one another. Yeah. And he, he in this fight, what turns out to be a very fateful moment, he says, Oh, by the way, Andrew said that you were being elusive earlier. And I and and again, Harry is like telling him to be quiet, and I think he in his interview he he says it as well, and he's yeah. mentioned something about you know like oh wait, I think he says it to Ross in person, you know, people are like hiding behind doors, yeah, behind doors. yeah he did. So, and Ross, but Ross thinks that Harry's just been deliberately evasive and doesn't want to talk to him. What what do you think, think Harry was doing? I think this is another example for me of how Ross can't seem to pick up on vibes <laughs> he's just sat there dunking his rich tea biscuit and like talking what comes across as quite loudly and yeah i felt harry's i felt his frustration i think harry was probably genuinely like i can't believe we've pulled you in and now yeah I thought that too. Maybe I'm being really naive or under underestimating Harry. I also just thought he was simply annoyed at Ross for talking loudly. 
and but and Ross is like, oh, he's he doesn't want to, he's trying to evade me. I don't think Harry was really. I think he just genuinely was like, shut up. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's time for the round table then. And Claudia tells us that the prize at this point is £68,150. Ross goes first in the discussion. He wants to defend himself because he knows that Zach is going to come for him over this whole theory about the shield. So Zach's theory is, Ross, you didn't know Harry had a shield and therefore you tried to murder him because you're a traitor and you got it wrong and that's why Harry's still here. And yeah, Zach just sort of reiterates this. He says, well, and if it's not you, Ross, it's Jasmine. Because uh, Jasmine, you also didn't know who had the shield. And Jasmine says, well, what about Evie? She didn't know either. And Zach has this weird, I, I mentioned this earlier, Zach has this weird explanation of why he doesn't suspect Evie. He just goes, yeah, well, uh, we already talked about it earlier and like I just trust her and we just both think we're faithful. And I was like, is that it? Like, is that your your reasoning? Like, what what do you think? Yeah. It's, yeah. And she it kind of cuts to her and she's nodding like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Yeah, we did. <laughs> we did, and we trust each other. It's fine. Yeah, I thought, why do you trust her so easily? And it's clearly just a personality thing. He just obviously gets on with her. Yeah. But I just thought, Zach, that's not that convincing. So I, I, it, it confused me. I didn't think it was a great defense. No. Zach keeps going at Ross, and he's saying, "Well, you also you looked panicked at breakfast, and I think now you just look like you're really desperate and you're clutching." And, oh, right, I have to breathe. <laughs> Dust. I'm getting angry. He continues to do his number one favourite thing, which is to just utterly refuse to stop speaking. Oh, yeah. And I feel like you will be able to relate to what I'm about to say, Maria, because you used to be a teacher, like I did. <laughs> this, just so, this just reminds me of behaviour I used to see, not all the time, but from time to time, you would get kids who did this. They just could not not speak. Where they they just were so <laughs> desperate to get the last word. Like, is this something that you came across in teaching? Oh yeah, and I mean, I have two children, so actually, <laughs> it's my life. And um, yeah, this is this was the point where I put Zach is so infuriating because I think I would lose it with him, like. If I was Ross, I I don't think I could be in that conversation. Yeah. Yeah, I 
And I mean, maybe. I, I feel the same. I think, like, I would so lose my temper. And then I think, no, do you know what? There's cameras on me and there's other people. Maybe I would hold it together. But it is infuriating. And also, I'm, I'm going to make a little sort of side note here. I don't know if this is here or there, if I should say this. I've seen lots of comments online of people who seem to have diagnosed Zach as being, like, neurodivergent or on the autistic spectrum. I have no idea if that is true or not. I don't know how people know that or if people are just guessing. I don't I don't think you should speculate on, on that about people if you yeah. don't really know. And even if that is the case, that has nothing to do with this. I think Zach talking over people like is not a trait of being neurodivergent. So I just I just a thing I see online, people being like, oh, you don't understand Zach, he's neurodivergent. And I'm like, is he? And also that's not a reason for this stop it yeah and i mean whether he is or isn't i suppose that doesn't mean that people can't have the opinion that it's quite an annoying trait yeah. in this situation for ross for example because that's quite it's quite a force for someone to constantly talk over you yeah. and in, i mean i'm guessing he's feeling the pressure because he certainly looks like he is yeah yeah i did feel sorry for ross i can't lie yeah there's 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 also a more and i i sort of watched it back because i wanted to get this right because sometimes i make a lot of mistakes and people online correct me from my impression of watching it a couple of times zach literally stops speaking so he just sort of he finishes a sentence and sits back and doesn't say anything so naturally ross begins to speak zach immediately interrupts him and goes um i i wasn't finished i had more to say and it was like well we didn't you stop talking we didn't know that it's just, it's just <laughs> and like i'm sure zach is probably a lovely guy i'm sure if i was in that game probably get on quite well with him i'm just saying it seems like he portrays annoying habits yeah on tv That's all. I, suppose, I suppose we have the benefit of knowing when he's right and wrong and <laughs> yeah. if he was actually right all the time we'd we'd be sat there going He's incredible. Look at him go. <laughs> a bit like Annabelle, my favorite faithful. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas if she'd been wrong <laughs> with what she'd been saying, we'd have been like, oh no, how embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, at that point, he obviously thought he was right. And I mean, at that point, I guess he was. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons. He uh, yeah, thought he was. yeah, yeah, that's very true. Ross then presents this theory that I struggled to follow. He, he says this this phrase, it's quite ambiguous. He says, Zach, you could, he uses the phrase, you could pin it on Harry. And I didn't know what he meant. I thought, are you saying Zach's accusing Harry of being a traitor? What I think he meant was, you're going to pin me being a traitor on Harry not being murdered last night. Yes, yeah, yeah. And he says something else about oh you're not questioning anyone else around the table and then zach says why is it only me you're accusing and ross is like well why is it only me that you're accusing and they just go back and forward jasmine speaks and she i think very cleverly explains zach you could still well be a traitor even though you knew harry had the shield like it doesn't yeah. Harry still being here doesn't mean he was targeted by someone who didn't know he had a shield. 
She says, mm-hmm. you, you could be a traitor and you knew he had a shield and you could have invented this whole scenario, which isn't true, but it could be true. Yeah, um, I quite liked the theory, actually. Yeah. So Jasmine's really clever. Like She's good at imagining different scenarios. I think Jasmine is quite good at not ruling anything out. Mm-hmm. she's quite open-minded to the idea that it truly could be anyone like i feel like i've seen her yeah. questioning everybody at some point and in, in like discussions not necessarily at round table but yeah, yeah I I agree. she's she's totally prepared for it to be anyone that's a traitor i don't know if you spotted it as well but there is a moment at some point where claudia is like in the corner of the round table room i don't think i've ever spotted her before in the discussions and she was just kind of like looking kind of uncomfortable literally in darkness yeah just made me chuckle yeah it's i i I have noticed that sometimes like she really is there the whole time and she just lurks she just usually folds her arms and just leans against the wall and it's it's funny i generally become blind to it and i don't see it but every now and then i catch glimpses, and I, i don't think i did in this episode but yeah every now and then you do just see her in the background hanging about yeah, I've never ominously. seen it before. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> Jasmine and Ross then kind of pair up against Zach, which I thought was smart of Ross. I thought it's probably a good idea to get, like, if someone's agreeing with you, really mm-hmm. big it up and make someone else the target. And while they're doing that, Andrew whispers to Molly, Molly in what ends up being quite a significant moment, he, he whispers, are you voting for Ross? And she just shrugs. So Andrew's clearly trying to guess, like, what way is this going to go? Mm-hmm. How, sh- how should I vote accordingly? Uh, the, the Zach versus Ross and Jasmine fight just continues on. Evie speaks up and she keeps calling Ross babe. She's like, right, listen, babe. And it really made me laugh because, again, I just have heard so little from Evie that I thought, oh, I didn't know you were like a babe kind of person. Yeah. <laughs> and they're obviously close, I think. She's thinking that he's a traitor because she says, well, you you batted really hard for Paul, meaning you defended Paul so much when he was a traitor. That makes me think you were a fellow traitor to him, which he wasn't No, at the time. <laughs> he just was utterly wrong about Paul. And <laughs> she also thinks that today Ross has just been more defensive than ever. And at this point in the episode, I was really torn between who was getting banished. I didn't have a totally clear idea yet i thought it's either ross or zach or jasmine i couldn't tell oh i was changing my game board and (laughs) he was going straight to number one now i knew it was ross by this point oh i i was i was so unsure and it well it it made me think well earlier when zach was like we're gonna have a straightforward vote tonight guys i thought well zach that's clearly not gonna happen although kind of did happen in a way um mm-hmm. harry does this thing at this point that made me gasp which is basically he just comes for ross i guess i guess at this point i was like oh okay ross is going he says ross you acted really weird because you told me that andrew described me as elusive and i couldn't tell who harry was attacking i, I thought are you attacking ross for like gossiping or are you attacking andrew for saying something about you or are you very cleverly attacking both of them? Yeah. At, and why are you doing this? Like, I, I couldn't quite get a read on his motivation here. Like, I, I just didn't know why he needed to speak. I thought, 
you're not under pressure here, just sit back and go with the flow. And there's this like weird, bizarre argument breaks out between Andrew and Ross because Andrew's claiming he would never use the word elusive. He's like, I would never say that. Elusive, me. And they just back they just argue with Ross, like, you did say that, you did. And I think Andrew did say that. Well, I'm sure he did, but it did make me question then, like, did he? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't quite convince me that he didn't, but I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. And we and I'm sure we see Andrew in little interview clips saying, like, oh god, I just had to like really blag it and I really had to lie through my teeth, like defending myself. So I think he did say it. Uh, so be, it's like the three traitors then end up in a bit of a standoff and then it just narrows down to Ross and Andrew. And, uh, and I don't get why at this point, when it seems like it's really going to be Ross that's going, why doesn't he just go for Harry? Um, I'll, I guess I don't think anyone else would get on board with it. Yeah, I just feel like that'd be a good last-ditch attempt. yeah. Or, and, but although I also think that going for Andrew at the last minute is weird. I just thought yeah, Ross, just, Ross just, just stick to Zach. Yeah. Like, why at the last minute are you now creating an argument with Andrew who no one else had questioned? Yeah. Unless, unless they did and we didn't see it in the edit. I feel like at the minute Andrew is pretty safe because if people believed he was a traitor, that would mean that down in the dungeon there were three traitors. Because Ash was one, Paul oh, of course, was one. Yeah. The other one was murdered. So there's only Andrew left. And I just think he's probably solidified himself as a faithful. Yeah, that's a really good point. I had forgotten that. And unless they're smart enough to to like recognize well, he could well be a recruit, which he is. Yeah. But yeah, yeah the, the dungeon scenario does create a bit of a false illusion of him. Yeah, yeah. It's time for the vote then. And here, at this point, I made a note saying, okay, I think Ross is out. Anti-Claude asks them, has everyone locked in their answers? I've noticed, I think in the past two episodes, she's she's done this. Like, I feel like we don't see her say that all the time. Usually she just says it's time to vote. And we see them all, we see shots of them all writing, and then she'll say, Jasmine, I'm going to start with you, Ross. I'm going to... But this sort of like... Have you locked in your answers? I just, it's a really trivial thing. I've just noticed it in the edit these past couple of episodes. Mm. And I just, I guess it's just another way to dial up the tension just to get that one little line out of Claudia. So, because, you know, it makes it seem so like, you know, what you, once you've written that answer down, you can't, it's like who wants to be a millionaire and like, is this your final, you know, your final answer? Jasmine is first to go and she votes for Zach, which is not that surprising. And Ross is next, and he votes for Andrew, which totally surprised yeah. me. I assumed he would vote for Zach. And he, he says, should've. yeah, even says, oh, I was going to vote for you, Zach. And then he says, and Jazz, you're on my radar too. And I was again thinking, no one has uttered Jazz's name at this whole roundtable. Again, unless they Dead and they just cut that all out mm. for the for the edit for the storyline. I just didn't know why they showed us Ross saying that unless they were trying to amplify how bad Ross was at this. Uh, Evie is next, and to be, I mean from here on in, it's Evie, Jazz, Harry, Zach, Molly, Andrew. They all vote for Ross, and by the time it gets to Harry and he votes for, I think Ross realizes exactly what's happening. 
and and realizes probably why Harry and Andrew even recruited them in the first place. Mm. So he does say though, um, going back to before the vote, mm-hmm. um, which I think would feel like was a bit of a nod to season one in a way. And um, if I go tonight, look at this man pointing towards Andrew. So yeah. I wonder if he's used that as a bit of a yeah, a bit of a secret clue to them. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of spoiling a little bit. Yeah. Um, Maybe. If yeah, if they if they remember that, although I think because he was saying, "Oh, if if I'm a if I'm banished, I'm a faithful." It's him, but then because he ends up being a traitor, they'll be like, "Oh, uh, Andrew, yeah, that's true. so funny that he tried to throw you under the bus." But Andrew's fuming. <laughs> but, but perhaps, but maybe, yeah, maybe just that, that. Maybe like Jazz will notice that, and he'll think. Mm-hmm. Was that again? Was that two traitors going at one another? I want Jazz to notice this. So this, by the way, at this point, I get. I thought at the end of episode nine, this is completely not how I predicted this would go. And again, in the BBC game that you can play online, I did not have Ross as a prediction for banishment. I believe well, you did because you realised that you could change it as the episode's going on. <laughs> I did not. So uh, as well, I've, I've slid away down the table. I, I'm, I'm very upset about it. So uh, yeah, I didn't predict this happening at all. I totally bought into the whole "I'm going to avenge my mum, Diane" storyline, which has come to a screeching halt. Ross stands up then to give his little speech, and already I thought, oh, "Is is he going to do it? Is he going to mention Diane?" I was so excited, and he does his speech. He says, "Each and every one of you, I had a real connection with," and look. I'll just leave you with one little Easter egg before I go. And so I knew what was coming. I was like, oh my God. He he says, I was actually the son of someone in this game. And I thought he would leave it there. I thought he would stop and then be like, I'm a traitor by. So they would all be like, oh my God, which who was it? Who's but, but no, he just he just explicitly is like, and that person was Diane. <laughs> like I kind of wish he had maybe just left it in mystery. Uh, did you enjoy like Ross's reveal of Diane here? I did, and you know, embarrassingly, when he said about I have an Easter egg, I kind of forgot. I was like, oh, what's it gonna be? <laughs> <laughs> and then he said that. I thought, oh, yeah, of course. I did enjoy it, and I loved their reactions. Yeah. Do you know what? I've just it's occurred to me as well. Of course, no one knew what he was. We know as the viewer pretty much what he was referring to. I bet Harry and Andrew at that moment thought, oh my God, he's going to say something about us. Well, what I actually thought he might say was, but I was only recruited last night. Uh, and I don't think he's allowed yeah. to say that. I mean, he probably isn't allowed to say that. But I thought, oh, if he says that he was recruited, that kind of blows it wide open again. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. That, that question occurred to me as well. Are they allowed to say when they were recruited? But I think the same as you, they're probably told, do not mention when you became a traitor, just say I'm a traitor. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the idea that for a moment, maybe Andrew or Harry was like, oh God, what is he going to land us in? But he doesn't. He's, he plays the game. He tells them about Diane. It's great fun. Uh, and after this reveal that then Claudia says, Ross, are you a traitor or are you faithful? And he says, I am a big dramatic pause. Traitor. They have a great reaction. I love it. Uh, it's it's another great roundtable, another great twist that I did not predict at the start of this episode. Then Auntie Claude says to them, "Guys, please have a seat." 
and I, I panicked. I was like, oh my God, like what's happening? Why is she telling them this? She says, you can celebrate and talk about the fact that Diane is his mum, but one of you will be murdered or tonight one of you. And I thought, oh, oh okay. Right. It's, it's not really a big twist. I got, I got really freaked out for a moment. I got excited too. <laughs> so I guess basically they know they haven't got rid of all the traitors yet because there's going to be mm-hmm. another murder. But I think they always, I think they knew that anyway. I think they know, of course, we're not going to get rid of them all before the finale. Anytime it gets down to at least one, there'll, there'll be a recruitment. So I don't think they'll be that surprised by the fact that there's still at least one traitor around. I do think... I think- they think there's one. Yeah, I think so too, which is very good for the two remaining traitors, mm-hmm. or or is it good for one of the remaining traitors? Oh yeah. <laughs> so we see lots of little interview clips, uh, people like Jasmine and Zach talking about how they can't believe they got it right about Ross. Uh, of course, they don't know that he was just recruited. So yes, they got it right, but they they have misunderstood something about Ross. So they, they they will probably go ahead thinking that he they'll they believe Zach's theory that he didn't know that Harry had the shield and tried to yeah. murder Harry and that's just so wrong. But I I truly think Harry's plan has worked out. I, I think yeah. he's going to get away with it. I think it's, he's very clever. Yeah, very very. Clever. He is. Which and again he he comes across as so young and so like I think he almost plays up to being a little bit clueless but just plays up to being like a, a teenager almost yes yeah yeah like you say is really smart at thinking several steps ahead like he has the game sussed he's, he's so impressive it's time for basically a debrief round the house after round table they're all totally shocked about the diane revelation and andrew says to harry oh, he was going to try and turn you against me Harry in his interview uh, basically is pretty confident he's, he's, he's probably going to win. He says, all eyes are on Jasmine and Andrew. As long as I can get through one more day to the final, I'm all right. And yeah, he's, yeah, he's been a bit confident, but I, I'm sticking to my prediction. I say sticking to my predictions. I did kind of change this last week, but generally throughout the podcast, I've my, my theory is that my prediction is that Harry's going to win. And I do still think he's going to win. Um, I guess I'm jumping ahead. We, we could talk about that at the end, but uh, there's there's still more to go in the house. They're they're all talking at the bar about Ross's uh, supposed lie about Andrew, which I think we've established wasn't a lie about him using the word elusive to describe Harry. Molly notices how much it bothered Andrew, though, so she mm-hmm. does think maybe they were both traitors and that they were annoyed with one another. Jazz, Harry and Evie are in the billiards room. Evie theorises that Jasmine is the remaining traitor. And that's, she says something about that's why they wouldn't look at each other. I don't, I don't really know what she meant. Yeah. Um, uh, yes, I noticed that. And I just, yeah, she's just got the wrong end of the stick completely. Yeah. And I guess that's why Evie thinks that Jasmine and Ross were ganging up on Zach together. Yeah. Harry then says, well, if it's not Jasmine, it's Andrew. Again, in the words of Diane, it's very sneaky. So Andrew Andrew asks Molly if he's changed. He's like, do you think I've changed since, you know, the start of the the game? 
And she says, yeah, I think you're a bit quieter. Jasmine says, I think you look like you're a bit down. We cut to Andrew in his interview saying that he's struggling with the pressure. And then he talks about his car crash. I don't know if I missed this in a previous episode. Maybe he's talked about this before. Uh, but it, I felt like this was the first time I was really finding out about it. Um, mm. So he was in this really severe accident. He was told he would never walk again. So it is... He's so impressive. Like it's it's incredible that he had this incredibly intense accident that sounds like it was life threatening. So I do feel a bit bad. Like I've gone on rants about Andrew mumbling, and now I'm like, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have said that. He's a really nice guy. So sorry, Andrew. <laughs> and the clock strikes midnight, and we end the day as we started with Jasmine and Zach still bickering before they go to bed. It's time for Traitor's Tower then. And Harry's trying to convince Andrew that Jasmine's next. And he's saying, Andrew, you just need to get rid of the baby traitor nerves, which again is just so funny because Zach, uh, Harry's so young. It's time for them to discuss who they want to murder then. And the first name they mention is my Jazz. And even worse... They show a little VT of Jazz in his room and he's working out. He's lifting weights. And if people have listened to the podcast and they know that Alan's Alan's have been a co-host, he has this theory that if you see one of the hunky guys with their tops off or working out, generally it's bad news. So although it hasn't really been happening this season, so I I just I just freaked out for a moment. I thought Jazz was gonna go. The, the reason for picking Jazz is uh, Andrew's worried that Jazz might circle back around to him because Jazz has accused Andrew of being a traitor in the past, although it seems like they're okay with one another now, but Andrew's still mm. nervous about that. They talk about Zach, and they say he's basically too good at working things out. He's clever. What if he figures out the truth about them? But they think they still need to keep him in order to help get rid of Jasmine tomorrow. And then they talk about Molly, and I was so surprised because Harry and Molly are so close. And Harry says, well, she's never going to get banished, so this is her only chance to get out of the game, really. Which is so brutal of Harry. Until he then says, but maybe we should keep her because she believes everything that I say, which I think is true. Absolutely. <laughs> he needs to keep her. I think so, too. I, I think he realises she is essential in him getting to the end, because she will completely defend him all the way to the end wrongly defend him and i i tell you if they murder my jazz this is far worse for me than diane's death which everyone on on the internet is obsessed about on the internet i sound so old-fashioned on the internet <laughs> on the world wide web people are talking about <laughs> diane <laughs> like i'll be if jazitha christie goes i'm gonna be next week i'll i don't even i won't even do the podcast next week it's tomorrow not next week i I'll, i don't even know if i can do the podcast and that is essentially where episode 10 finishes let's talk a little bit about predictions then so maria who do you think will be murdered I think it's gonna be jazz <gasps> i know i don't no. want it to be but it's <sighs> of the ones they discussed it's the only one that i think makes sense i know 
I think I can't I just can't bring myself to admit it. That's the problem. I think if I think Jazz is the smartest decision. If I was a traitor, he probably is the one to get rid of. But oh it's brutal. I can't bear it. I really don't think they'll get rid of Molly because of what we just discussed. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Harry will not get rid of this ally that he has. I want it to be Zach. Not just because I find him a bit annoying sometimes, and just mostly because I need Jazz to be there. Um, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, my so your your prediction is Jazz. It's Jazz. Yeah. I. I'm going. Zach, I'll say, I'll go for Zach. That purely out of blind hope <laughs> rather than actual prediction. I'll go for Zach. I hope it's Zach. Again, not because I dislike Zach, just because I really like Jazz. Um, yeah. But I'm... Well, we'll see. We'll see. And I guess we've, we've talked about this throughout the episode. My prediction at this point is that Harry will win. And I... my Actually, my prediction is... I've, I've got it all laid out. I think uh, Harry will... I think Jasmine is going to get banished next. And I mm-hmm. think Harry will ensure that that happens. But of course... That means she'll stand up and say, I'm a faithful. So they'll all realize there's still at least, they, they, I think they think there's one traitor left. So I think they'll mm-hmm. all be like, oh God, well, we didn't get it right. And I think at the at the final episode, maybe even all the way up to the, probably up to the end game, I think Harry will throw Andrew under the bus at the last minute, get him out. Everyone will think they've done it, they've won. And Harry will sweep in and win the game. That That's how I see it playing out. What do you, who, who do you think is winning? Where's it going? I agree. I think I think Harry will win, um, and I and I agree. I think he'll have to take Andrew out, kind of in the last end game. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I feel I feel bad because I feel like there there is still some part of me, and I am changing because of listening to David. <laughs> um, there is there is the British part of me that loves the underdog, and I yeah. still like the faithful are the underdog. So there is part of me that just so wants them to win, but then the the part of me that's listened to um, David Bloomberg talk on many different podcasts now is that actually it should be who's played the game the best. Yeah, and I do think that's Harry. Yeah, it's. Or <laughs> Yeah, Jazz has played it has played it so well too. Yeah, it's, t- it's tricky. I feel the I feel the same. I feel like Harry, for me, has played such a great game. He deserves to win, but wouldn't it be amazing also if Jazz was at the end, and he knew Harry was a traitor, and he like somehow like if Molly was still there, he somehow convinced her to get Harry out at the very last minute. Like it would also feel amazing for jazz to be able to do that that would be so impressive uh all in all i i think it's just it's all built up to this fantastic final two episodes now it's i it couldn't have worked out more perfectly i feel in terms of television and of course mm-hmm. it's blowing away the ratings that uh, it's it's doing i think even better than the bbc expected it would do i think they knew it was it would it worked really well after the first season, but it's drawn in so many new viewers who didn't even watch the first season, and there's so much buzz about it on social media or the World Wide Web that it's, <laughs> it's yeah, I I think they're blown away 
by how well it's done, which is great for me as a, a fan and a podcaster. Now, before we finish the game that we have been playing, um, Maria, where can we find you online? If people wanted to follow you, what can they do? Um, I am on Instagram. That's about the only place that I really am, to be honest, um, at the moment anyway. I'm a bit like you. I have not yet given into uh, TikTok, but I might. I know you have now. I have now. <laughs> so you might find me on there eventually. Yeah, it's on the um, way. So, yes, I am on Instagram and I am at Miss MKD. And yes. Fantastic. Now, uh, we've got a few things left in the episode. What we'll do at this point is conclude our game of The Trader Traitor. Now, uh, oh, I'm struggling a bit. I I did lie to you, Maria. Did you tell me a lie? Yes. Okay. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any suspicions about what I lied about? Maybe. Okay. Um, I've got a few guesses. Right, I'm gonna go for yours first. Okay. <laughs> oh. Go on. I feel like there was something you said quite recently, and I didn't write it down. I know I would say that. I've written down three things. I wondered if when you said that you wrote all in capital letters about how angry you were at Zach, maybe that was a lie. But then I'm like, no, because that's just so plausible because I did the same thing. So you probably did write it in capital letters. You mentioned that Ross was dunking a rich tea biscuit in his tea. And I was like, did Maria notice that it was a different type of biscuit and that it wasn't a rich tea biscuit? And is that the lie? And then, I, and I really should know this, you said you had two children at some point and I was like maybe has Maria only got one child not two children but I'm going to go for the ridiculous one is it the rich tea biscuit is that the line is that it what what was the biscuit it was a ginger nut (laughs) did he he mention that I could just tell I'm really good with biscuits (laughs) I just love biscuits I nearly didn't do it because I thought, what if you're like, actually, I'm great at biscuits and it wasn't. <laughs> well, I guess I was. Like, um, I can't believe that. Uh, that's... I knew you'd get it. No, that's pure luck. That's really not even my skill. That's <laughs> very lucky on my on my part. Maria, have you got any guesses what I lied to you about? Only, well, I have two, actually. <laughs> Um, I don't think it's this, but I didn't see that Harry broke the shield. So when you said that, I thought, did he? But I felt like that would be too big a thing to lie about because that would be obvious. Mm. So I think I missed it when I watched. Um, You said that Andrew and Harry chatted in the corridor and I think they chatted outside on a bench. So that's my guess. The thing about the shield is true. He did break it. He broke it off the chain and he was like, oh, I've just broke it. It was like two seconds. The lie about Andrew and Harry. Well, actually, it wasn't a lie. I, 
you're we're both right they started talking inside the house and then they walk outside and they most of the conversations outside but they 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 kind of started in the corridor that's where they teamed up and then oh. they so i actually wasn't meaning to mislead you about that at all my lie was very silly <laughs> and i i thought you were going to get it because i dropped it in like like a brick it was really early on and i was talking about i've I really like uh, lying about Claudia and her clothes or something to do with it. I mentioned she came in and she has a big chunky jumper. And then I told the story about her stylist and I said, oh, I follow her stylist on Instagram, which I do actually on the on the podcast page. And then I said, well, actually, she's got two stylists. And that's a lie. It's one woman, not two. Um, so that was my lie. You got me. I got you. Yeah, I'm like, hey, two episodes in a row. Do you know what? Right it's taken me all season. I've been so bad. Maybe like I've I've finally getting the hang of it again. I'm like I'm back in a groove. You're so, good. I'm I'm fairly happy with that. Uh, thank you for playing the trader trader with me. A, a few things before we finish today. Then, uh, oh yes, you know you mentioned this earlier, Maria. The BBC mini competition. We update. We've got a trader mini comp to where you make your predictions. You win points. Uh, I've, I've already referenced this. I have slid. I have slid so far because of Ross, because I did not predict Ross was going to be banished. Uh, here's the sort of top five or six in the leaderboard. Number one is still Kevin McStrav. Uh, I, but close behind him is Rachel. Rachel, there's 50 points between them. In third place, I feel like this person was not in even the top five or six. Nine Vicman is uh, 200 points below that. And then it's someone called Gatsby's Pants. Fantastic name. And in fifth place, it's me. It's it's very sad. Um, Maria, you're you're not too far down the list. You're right. In fact, you and David are matched on thirteen hundred points. You're sort of joint eighth there. But I feel like anything could happen uh, between now and the final. The if you want to join the mini competition, I I think maybe you can carry over your points. If, I'm I'm not totally sure, but if you want to anyway, and you didn't even know there was a competition, the link is on the pinned tweet or or, or post on the podcast X page, and it's also in one of the highlight reels on the podcast Instagram page. Uh, we thank again to someone who has donated on coffee. In fact, a couple of people who donated on coffee. The first is the lovely either Patrick or Pad. I don't know how Patrick slash Pad goes. Pad, Paddy, Patrick. Thank you so very much. Also, Patrick slash Pad is also the mysterious cinnamon bun who has been played. Cinnamon buns, sorry. Cinnamon buns, plural. He's number 10 on the leaderboard and he revealed that that's who he was. So he sent in a donation. Um, that was very, very kind of you. And there was another... Uh, donation, a very, very generous donation uh, last night from someone called Trish. So Trish, I, I'm like actually worried that Trish didn't mean to send this much money <laughs> and is going to send me a message like, I'm, I'm sorry, I need that back. Take a zero off. So uh, maybe Trish is in another country and misunderstood the currency conversion. Trish, if that is the case, I would understand and I would give it back to you. Uh, but if not, that's incredibly generous and thank you so much. If anyone else felt like they wanted to make a wee donation to help me pay for the various things that I need to pay for to do the podcast, you could visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com slash Matthew Keeley. Second last thing or third last thing, if you are watching Traitors US, the episode five recap will be with you in two days. 
uh, this time David Bloomberg will be hosting with an extra special faithful guest. I'll just say that. So I will not be on that episode this week, but someone uh, super cool is going to be in place. As always, if you can leave a little review or put a star rating on Spotify, I think the podcast is just under 50 ratings on Spotify. Uh, so if it got to 50, that'd be really cool. Or if you listen on CastBox, you can leave a little comment or on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, whatever you're listening on, uh, a, a nice little feedback, little thought, question, anything like that, leave it. Um, that'd be really, really lovely. It's, it's so nice to get those. And here's all the details. So the podcast is on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the Trader Podcast or on X at the Trader Pod. And you can also email me at the Podcast at gmail.com. Maria, thank you so much for joining me to talk about episode 10. I I hope you've had a nice time, first of all. I have had a great time. Thank you. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And I can't wait to hear your reactions to the final two episodes on their way the next <laughs> two days. And we'll, I guess we'll see if our predictions come to light. We will. I hope uh, everybody has enjoyed this episode. And until next time, keep us on your radar. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.